And now, a Blaze Media podcast. So we got breaking news yesterday, uh, yesterday afternoon, that an Iranian Navy frigate has been sunk. And uh, the destroyer, um, sad news, reported that uh, dozens have been killed and multiple others were yet to be accounted for. And you usually get to yourself thinking that when we we sank an Iranian Navy ship. Yeah, no, uh, they sank their own ship. Uh, They were uh, playing battleship, I guess with uh, their own little game out in the out in the water and uh, oops oh no oh oh did you push the wrong button oh no oh no so perhaps 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 they were playing their own game of (laughs) don't we have the old commercial i mean it's milton bradley we got to give him some love I mean, of course we take our battleship, but let's have the Milton Bradley commercial. Battleship, Milton Bradley's great game of strategy. It's loaded with action and suspense. Play it anytime, anywhere. B4, hit. J1, ha, miss. J10. Oh, you took my battleship. Battleship, a game of strategy from Milton Bradley. Battleship. All right, welcome to it. Um, to in the fact. Happy Monday. My gosh, it was a it was a fun, exciting, just riveting weekend. I hope you had the the same enjoyment that I had here at the bunker. But last week we talked to you about Carnival Cruise and how it was announcing that it was going to resume sailing from select ports on August 1st and how the August trips you could get for as little as $28 a day. Now, you know, a lot of people, 28 bucks a day may be cheaper than even staying at home. Well, then I kind of chuckled and made light of it because it's the cruise industry. And they still have 70,000 crew members still on stuck on board more than 100 ships begging to be go home. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there's think of that. 70,000 crew members, according to the story, still stuck on board more than 100 cruise ships. They just want to go home. Please, they, I just want to go home okay so i say no that's fine no problem well uh according to uh the new york post story carnival cruise lines were swamped with bookings swamped with bookings after Okay, now I want to dig into this a little bit because being swamped with bookings from zero could be, we haven't had any in months, we got 10. So we were swamped, right? So cruise planners, a company that books cruises on the world's largest cruise ship line said booking shot up 600%. 
Now, that's a spike that is 200% increase over the same time period last year. However, right? So last year was full booking season, right? So this is this may be a slow time for booking. So going up 600% over last year when you're going from zero, I don't know. I don't know that I buy it. I just don't know that I buy it. But if you want to go out on a cruise in August after what you're seeing, I mean, they've... Don't, don't worry, the crew members will still be on the ship, so it'll be good. It'll all be good. Don't you worry about it at all. It'll be fine. You'll be fine. There's nothing to worry about. We'll get into the airlines a little bit later. I mean, the news on the airlines is not good at all. But I do want to say, have we not talked about... Let me just read you the headline, and then you'll know where I'm going to go with it, okay? The headline. Teen invited to apply for police job after finding $135,000 in cash on the ground and turning it in. (sighs) Have we not learned anything? Once again, have we not not told people that if we hear about it, you're doing it wrong? You find the money, On top you shut your well, mouth. But I will say, that that was my first thought. That was my first thought. And then you read the story. And the story is that he found the $135,000 laying on the ground in front of an ATM. Okay, so that, I mean, there's cameras, there's everything, right? So my only hope is, is that the kid followed the chewing the fat rules. And what he really found was a couple hundred thousand. And because the chewing the fat rules would mean you're in front of the ATM, there's cameras everywhere, you pick up the cash and walk away, you immediately go to turn it in, right? Yes. Only, but you turn in. I. This, this is what pack I found. Of money right here. Yes. Hundred thirty-five thousand. But sir, but you've uh, deep pocketed according, sixty or seventy. 000. According to the records, it show that they lost one hundred and fifty thousand. Do you well, know what the rest that, of it? Right. If you, you only keep 15,000 out yeah. of 150? No way. No way? I saw a record no show it was a quarter of a million dollars that <laughs> yes. one of our you know one of our trucks, you know, somehow is missing. Were you able to I see don't know anybody? What to tell you. Oh, so this is all you found. The $134,000. It's on it's on it's on camera right there. You see me pick it up and walk away thinking to myself I've got to go turn this in. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. I immediately drove to the police station and gave you the cash. Are you telling me that there was more money? Somebody didn't take it and you don't have it on film? What? Shocking. Shocking. I could only hope for that. I have a feeling, though, that it didn't happen that way. I think our boy found the money and decided he would call the 800 number as well as the police and turn it in. I mean, good for him. Good for Jose Nunez Romanez. 19, Albuquerque, New Mexico. What's Albuquerque known for? Math. Aliens. Oh, Mexicans. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, aliens, yeah. The baggie of cash. Come on now. If you find that, you, that's, there's, I have to hope. I have to hope that he found more than that. And and then deep-pocketed some. I have, but he, it, because plus, with the money that he didn't turn in, he also, uh, he, he was invited to apply for a job as a public safety officer. Ugh. 
He was also uh, presented with a $500 check from the New Mexico electricity provider, PNM. That's so nice of them. A gift card from a local restaurant. So nice. Season tickets to the University of New Mexico Lobos football games. And, I mean, so wonderful. And a signed football by former Chicago Bears linebacker Brian Urlacher from ESPN Radio. So why wouldn't you want to turn in $135,000 for for that moment in history? I can only hope that he got all of that and deep-pocketed at least 50000 right? You have to... You have to deep pocket at least 50. You're turning in 135,000. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the dingleberry, they say the guy or the person, uh, that was there to take care of the ATM just left it. What the ATM person just leaves a hundred grand or more on the ground. Oh, what I do with that couple hundred thousand. So they obviously don't care. So I have to hope that this young man listens to chewing the fat and realize that you have to turn it in cause it's in front of the ATM. But you have to deep pocket some of it just to, just for good measure. So we have an update on Operation Varsity Blues. Tonight's episode, Operation Varsity Blues. So, Lori Laughlin and her husband were hoping to get it all thrown out, right? They threw it in front of the judge. It sounded like the judge was on their side when he said the prosecution needed to respond by the 1st of May, right? And so he's now decided that uh, the case will go on as scheduled in October. What? How can this be? We've already seen the madness that's behind the FBI in the Flynn case and with this case. And yet, I know we can't look at the other cases. I get it. This is a separate case. But it's a kind of a nightmare. So he sided with the prosecution. The agents involved also denied pressuring the entrepreneur to lie, saying they just wanted him to get to his clients to confirm more explicit descriptions. Right. Come on now. I guess the judge, I guess we're supposed, we have to believe the FBI. Do we? Do we? And they also, the judge also ruled uh, against another defense argument that the parents hadn't heard the word bribe and therefore thought they were doing was thought what they were doing is legal. And the feds pointed out that it doesn't matter what an illegal quid pro quo is called. The act is ultimately the same. And of course the judge agreed. So we'll see you in October for the trial. The continuation of Operation Cannon. Starring William Conrad. <laughs> I am 
love it. So uh, last, I mean, our boy Elon Musk has been in the news forever. I mean, I say forever. The last week and a half, it's been Elon news all over. He's in our face forever, right? And he uh, he's all mad now. He wants to he open up his He listens to factory. the podcast. I'll tell you that right now. He listens to well, Chewing the Fat. Clear. He I is mean, his hello. piss. His piss. He wants America open. And I'm sorry, but I just want to tell you this now, Jeffy. If he does open a factory, a gigafactory here in Texas, I'll be going to work for Elon Musk, like I said last week. Oh, no, Chris. Please. Yeah, don't go. That's what you're supposed to say when I say that. But more that's sincere. I, no, can, can, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it again. Can you please be more sincere? So Jeffy, if Elon Musk opened one his Giga factory here in Texas, like I said last week, I'm gonna go and work for him. Oh, Chris. No. Baby, look, uh I know you really want to and everything, but this is this is where you belong. We really need you and we it's right here is where, where you should be. That's believable. <laughs> Wait. That's what I thought. So he uh, he sends out his uh, his news that he wants to move to Nevada or uh, Texas, which, I mean, why do you choose Nevada over Texas? Absolutely. And you don't. You don't. And uh, one of the uh, California legislatures, legislators uh, quotes his tweet, F Elon Musk. And he replied, uh, you know, message received. He's got it. I do like Good. how the governor of Texas retweeted him and said, eyeballs. So looking, basically. I'm <laughs> looking at you, buddy. And you know those, those tax benefits that California is giving to you? We don't have to give you those tax benefits because we're a free state. Do whatever you want. Well, I want a question about that for a second because – does not don't the he couldn't open up his dealerships here, right? Be, well, there, because of there, the car dealers. There, yes, because that, that's the thing about Tesla. You, Tesla can't open a dealership. They can open a showroom, but they can't open a dealership because of big cars. Right. So, are they going to let him in? Is, well. Or is, Big car gonna let him in? Well, if he has the governor eyeballs, you don't think that Governor Abbott is willing to I, to bend I the knee? And, I and, and I don't mind Governor Abbott bending the knee for this. You know, we always say that you know that famous quote from Dana Lash: "Don't bend the knee, you know, to the rage mob." Dana Lash. So, like, if Governor if Governor <laughs> Abbott is willing, if Governor Abbott is willing to bend the knee to uh, Elon Musk. I'm like, go right ahead. I will even, I will pick up the governor and help him bend the knee because, you know, he's in a wheelchair. Oh, I mean, I know. Look, I know because, because you know how important you are here. If you didn't realize how important you are here, you'd go and work for Elon. But that can't really happen because, you know, you're so important to us here. Did you, did you, did you, did you believe me? Cause I mean it. I believed you. I just don't okay, like the. Good. I don't like Ooh. the the <sighs> afterwards. But I, I believe the first. I, part. I had something in my throat. Oh, and I get okay. Then yeah, I believe it one hundred percent. Believable. I, I love the fact that the uh, the the California legislature uh, felt uh, compelled enough to you know f Elon Musk. Uh, that, that's that's good. 
That's good. Those are the people that we voted into office. And you know what? It's more important than ever who we vote into office. Uh, I know, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to, don't start playing the political music and too political, but it's, if, if this pandemic has not proven how important it is to vote the right people into office from the local level to the national level, I don't know what it has done. And we have that very thing going on here in Dallas and Dallas County. And that's why I'm going to, I'm going to talk to uh, a couple who have decided to go up against the powers that be here in uh, Dallas and Dallas County, uh, Jordan and Jessica Lewis, uh, from Dallas. Jessica is going to go up against the evil or Eric, uh, Moyer. Uh, you heard he was all over the news with, uh, the salon case. And uh, Jordan's going to go up against uh, Marcella Moore, who is just as bad as Eric. He's just if you if if the if the salon owner, what's her name, uh, Shelly Luther, would have gone up against her, it would have been the same thing. They're the same. They're 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 like-minded judges. Anyway, I'm going to talk to them in a little while uh, here on uh, Chewing the Fat podcast. It's uh, incredible to me. There's another story about the salon, uh, Shelly Luther and her GoFundMe page. We'll get into that tomorrow. It's pretty interesting. It does open a little bit of a wound uh, to uh, to the to the whole salon case. Makes me think that uh, we may have been had. But look, I don't know. You know. I want to read. I want to read the entire. You better expose. not do a something of bending the knee to the rage mob. I feel like it's coming. I feel like it's going to be one of those things where the waiter says, "I hate you. You uh, you should vote for Donald Trump." Here's no tip. Or like someone attack me at Subway and put a noose around my neck and toss bleach on my face. And they said just, this is Trump America. If I you do that to me, I'm Fisher, reading, oh, no, you is upsetting me right now. You are so upsetting <laughs> me right now. The whole country is united behind this hair salon. Ted Cruz was in Texas for the weekend. I mean, in I Dallas for your, the weekend. What's her face even stopped by, right? Uh, Everybody stopped by. The Alaska, what's her name? The one that can Palin, see Sarah the one that can see Russia from her backyard. Yeah, Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. Oh, oh crap! Hold on, Sarah Palin was here. Okay, so I need you to read that more quicker because if Sarah Palin was here, eh, I'm a. I know. Oh, this is so upsetting uh, right uh, now. According to TexasMonthly.com, I, I wasn't going to get into this till tomorrow, but no, according no, no, to let's wait, let's wait, let's wait, because I want to. I want to have at least another day of uniting behind Shelley Luther. And okay. the salon. Give me another right. 24 yeah. hours. Okay. But just know. Just know. That. If this story is true. What I've read so far. There's a pin in the balloon my friend. Okay, can we stop, please, trying to be all-inclusive on pizzas? I've had just about enough. Uh, pizza. 
bread, a little bit of sauce, a lot of cheese, some meat. You're done. That's pizza. I know. I like, you know, we got the stuffed crust. I get it. But now, you know, it all started with that whole pineapple thing. And now coming, this is going on in the UK. And I feel like it's coming here. All right. The English breakfast pizza. So you got bacon, sausage, mushrooms, potatoes, and baked beans. Um, how about no? How about no? Although when I say it out loud, uh, I know the people were pissed about the baked beans. But when I say those ingredients out loud, bacon, sausage, mushrooms, potatoes, baked beans, I may be willing to take a slice. That doesn't, you know, I mean, of course I'm going to take a slice. Duh. If there's a pineapple pizza on the table, are you not taking a slice if you're hungry? Of course you are. You're just picking off the big pieces of pineapple and, you know, eating them separately or you're throwing them away. But the bread, tomato sauce, and cheese are still there. Still good. No problem. It just seems like all I want is meat and cheese then we're good. So can we just stick with that, please? Thank you. You know, normally I try to, you know, steer a little clear of the political realm here on Chewing the Fat, but with the happenings around the country, and especially here in Dallas County, Texas, because I, you know, live and work here, uh, we've seen how important it is to vote on the local level more than ever. And we see cases that we say, wait, are these local power-hungry judges all over the country, specifically here in Dallas County, actually the people we voted into office? And the answer to that is, well, yes. But because we weren't paying attention, it was a local vote on a judge. Oh, fine. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Well, it does. We're seeing now more than ever how it does matter. And there's one couple that has decided that they are going to take on the world. And one of the couple, is it just a cup with one of the persons? I'm not sure. Jordan Lewis uh, is uh, running for office against uh, Marcella Moore in, uh, in Dallas County. And while you may not have heard of Marcella Moore, uh, she is just as much of a nightmare judge as Eric Moyer, the one who, you know, got all the press coverage. Well, yeah, there's two of them. And Jordan, uh, joining us here on Chewing the Fat today, I wanted to take just a couple of minutes and say hello to Jordan and introduce you to him and find out, uh, you know, what's on his mind and what brought him to uh, take on uh, the powers that be. Was it just what's going on in today's world or was it just a, a, a compilation of everything, Jordan? Uh, thank you so much uh, for having me on the, yeah, on the show today. Um, to answer your question, when I went um, to the polls in 2018, I noticed that there were a slate of, of judge races that were running unopposed in Dallas County. And Incredible. the problem is, is that I knew a lot of the judges that were there already on the bench, and, and they were 
they were judges that in no way represented what the majority of people in Dallas believe, value, respect, care about. In, in no way, there was no one for me to even vote for. And so I began a, a journey of going around um, my city, my county, looking for people who were qualified, competent, good lawyers, um, who also had values, faith, um, that who cared about the Constitution, and, um, and, and and were willing to put their names on the ballot. And the problem is, is that they were so terrified, the lawyers in Dallas County were so terrified of being against these judges once they lost because of the partisan politics that were overwhelmingly going to drive them back into office, right. that they were unwilling to put their names on the ballot. And ironically, even the, the good Democrats, uh, even the good Democrats had been voted out of office by intersectional politics, by various power structures within Dallas. Um, one great example in my mind was Judge Tapscott. Uh, but so, so we had good judges, even within the Democratic ranks, that had been driven out of office, and, and there were no um, people of of faith or or esteem within the Republican side who were even willing to run. And so, I began a journey. I talked to hundreds of lawyers around Dallas. Um, my my wife is the president of Christian Legal Society. We're both members of Dallas Justice. Um, I've been active in the bar uh, for you know as long as I've been a lawyer, and we couldn't get really anybody who was willing to put their name on the line. And so, so in your search, right. So in your search, you've decided that, uh, well, you're the one. Uh, <laughs> I basically wanted to be faithful with what I believe God was calling uh, us to do. And so that's what we did. And and to your point earlier, um, the people who are, who are on the bench, the people who are, are liberal per se, First of all, they don't share the, the values of the voters in Dallas County, but more importantly, they don't share the values of them. I hate to say this. It's a really terrible thing, but they don't share the, the values of the Constitution, okay? When I was in law school with these people, they were the ones who were talking about it as a living document that they could kind of um, you know, change it and reform right. it as they like. They could look at a law in its, in its most transparent, strictest form, and they could, they could just contort it just slightly, just, just a slight distortion here and there to make it fit their worldview. And then when it came to matters of discretionary uh, practice within the law, well, open season. Okay, and what right. what you saw sure. recently last week was an example example of that. Uh, what happens when a liberal judge gets a discretionary uh, piece of the law? Right. Well, we have uh, we saw and we're seeing all over the country. Right when uh, there's an emergency uh, that uh, the power hungry uh, crossing guards with their new orange vests have a new sense of power and are able to uh, take on the world and say, my word is the law, when really, um, no, it's not the law. And uh, so when did you, now, so you got quite a road. Now we're headed into, we got no, until uh, November, right? Uh, when we're running, how with, uh, with the way things are here and all around the country, are you even able to go out and, and get your message out? Uh, you know, like you normally would on a campaign, or is are you having to rethink everything? It definitely changes the calculus. But for the local judge races, uh, we came into this expecting expecting to lose. I mean, coming in, the Dallas County oh, dude, was so take it easy, take a breath. Don't well, go no. into a race without thinking that. Come on, I, I want you to say you're going to win. But but we thought that if we were able to raise awareness of 
just the message that, hey, you need people who share your values on the bench, right, representing you in Dallas County, regardless of whether you're a Democrat, independent, or Republican, if you're a person of an integrity and faith and you care about what happens when you go before a judge that you should vote for us we thought maybe maybe that would gain some traction and that was kind of our our hope so we were crestfallen to see that that we would no longer be able to go out in these public uh spaces yeah. as we were used to expecting to especially the churches and the schools and the the public centers where we we're expecting to be able to have a voice however um as you've seen, this also created an opportunity for the real values of people to come out and express themselves. And actions speak a lot greater than words. So I would say that we now have an opening. Uh, you know, there were, there's a great question about the constitutionality of a lot of the orders, not just not just the national constitutionality, not just the federal constitutionality, but people are rather ignorant on the state bill of rights for Texas. Sure. Right. If I were to ask you, for instance, don't where. Okay, (laughs) but people know where freedom of assembly is generally, you know, they think First Amendment right in the U.S. Constitution. But you ask them about freedom of assembly in the Texas Constitution. Yeah, most people do not are not going to know that. And they definitely don't know that you're not allowed to abridge any of the rights in the Texas Constitution without legislation. So. (laughs) <laughs> there, there, there's a lot that people are ignorant of, and I think this is a great opportunity to say, hey, not only do you have these rights, but they were taken away from you wholesale, and it's time to communicate that you want those rights back. Excellent. Uh, Jordan Lewis, uh, running for a judge here in uh, Dallas County. Uh, right now, the election is in November, so you've, got, uh, you've got, still got plenty of time to uh, get the message out there. And I'm guessing, uh, my, my guess is at least we're open back up uh, almost uh, wholeheartedly by July 4th. Uh, you know, we have a little, you know, we are able to maybe stay six feet apart and watch the fireworks. Uh, so uh, that gives you still plenty of time to get the word out there. And uh, let's get rid of some of these uh, judges that we have seen. Uh, we, it's time to not forget how they all acted during this time of of emergency when we really needed some sane people and we got the ones we got. So, uh, Jordan Lewis, uh, good luck, man. Thank you very much for uh, joining us today. I appreciate it. Thanks you for having me on the show. Appreciate you. Hey, just a reminder, if you want more information on uh, Jordan Lewis, uh, you can uh, go to his website, lewis4dallas.com. And you can follow him on Twitter, Lewis4Dallas, uh, at JM Lewis4Dallas, and at JM Lewis4Dallas on Facebook. So, but for sure, his website is Lewis, the number four, Dallas.com. And it's time to get to the coronavirus numbers. Before we get to the grand totals, uh, at the time of this recording, I wanted to say we just got done talking to uh, Jordan Lewis and uh, the wife, who will find out if it was really her idea or not uh, to have them both run for office up against these uh, dingleberries. But uh, Jessica Lewis running against Eric Moyer is going to come up. Uh, we're going to talk to her for a few minutes on the podcast. So if you're listening for, you know, for free <laughs> without being a subscriber to this podcast, uh, you're going to miss Jessica Lewis. So subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Just pick a platform, any platform that warms the little cockles of your heart, and uh, subscribe. You know, like iTunes or iHeartRadio or Spotify. Pick one and subscribe. 
and it's free, just free today. I can't promise for how much longer that will be. You never know. You never know. Okay, coronavirus numbers, 4,226,864 total cases worldwide as of this recording, 285,252 deaths worldwide as of this recording. In the United States of America, 1,373,442 total cases, 81,001 total deaths as of this recording. Now, China is looking like it's going to finally break the 83,000 mark sometime this week or for sure this month, not sure. But uh, they're at 82,918 total cases with 17 new cases. Now, usually they keep that at one, two, or three. So 17 is a big jump for them. And there was a story talking about how the uh, they had another cluster in Wuhan uh, jump up. So there's your cluster in Wuhan, 17. TSA checkpoint. By the way, before uh, before you t- before you continue, you know, like I'm getting so aggravated at this whole China and who thing deal. Did you see that whole story about China in bed with who before this whole break thing happened? And then but uh, they denied it. Oh, I apologize. TSA numbers. How are we looking at? What are you talking about? And they already admitted to the hot spot, and that's why they have 17 new cases. I will wow. take it back. I want to apologize to the Chinese government. I want to apologize to <laughs> yeah. the Pooh organization and definitely to apologize to President Winnie the Pooh. I am so sorry that I no longer believe you because you're a bunch of liars. Whoa, whoa, whoa. TSA numbers through the turnstile checkpoint. Yesterday, we broke 200,000. Yay! Right, the country's back to normal. We're done. That's it. The country's back to normal, right? Yay! Right? The country's well, back to normal. Look, look how close we are. It was 200,815 through the turnstile. Uh huh. And then last year was like what? 300,000? It was 2,419,114. It was so close. It, it, <laughs> business as usual. TSA is. You know, can't the, even tell the difference. Yeah, the pedophile TSA is touching everybody. <laughs> the the frogs are turning gay. It all it, we're all good. We're all good. We're all now, good. You do have the New York Times story that talks about the airline business is terrible. It will probably even get uh, even worse. So there's that story. But when you look at the numbers, the numbers don't bear that out. No, it does not. No, it does we're not. Finally, and, and seriously, uh, Friday we broke two hundred thousand too. Okay. Uh, so Friday we did, ooh, Friday we did 215,000. So, I mean, you're right, basically done. But uh, that was Mother Day, Mother's Day weekend, though, right? Yes. Because last, last year, Friday, Mother's Day weekend was 2,600,000. So that's why, the, you know, the numbers just yeah, spiked through we're, the roof. We're literally, we're breaking records. <laughs> the country's <laughs> open, and we're, by the way, I'm about to fly in two days. So we'll see if, in the middle of the pandemic is different than at the other side of the pandemic. <laughs> now that it's over. Well, let me ask you a question. Now, I know that you prefer Flintstone Airlines, uh, the, the E terminal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't, I mean, we, I guess we have to allow you in the A terminal. 
when we when we fly out of out of DFW. Yeah. But you thankfully you prefer the E terminal. I do, I do. You know, somehow I discovered that there is a um, A B C D E. You know, the closer you are to A, the more money you spend. And we're in the E terminal, aka yeah. Flintstone Airlines, that I'll be flying to on Wednesday. Now, a while ago, we talked on this podcast how many of the airlines yeah. uh, are requiring uh, temperature checks and wearing yep. a mask, and everybody's yep. got to wear a mask, and you got social distancing, and you were so proud that they're down there in the E-terminal. E-terminal, they're like, uh-uh, we're, we're going to be with normal people. We don't need no face masks. We don't need nothing like that, you know. Uh, I, I believe I told you at the time that wouldn't be for much longer. They yeah, and then Spirit, along. Spirit, no. Spirit is the airline of the people. They know that, you know, face masks really doesn't do anything. Do they? Because do uh, it was reported over the weekend that uh, now everybody is going to wear masks. Uh, I did get an email that I did not open <laughs> at 1 o'clock. You o may want to open it? Oh, I mean, okay. So it's, I, got it, fly. I got it at 1 o'clock in the morning. And to be exact, I got it at 0125 in the morning. So that means that this email was sent at midnight Eastern time. They're busy working. They're busy, yep, they're busy working. working. And it says, subject, face covering required when traveling huh. with spirit. It has huh. a, a picture of um, stewardess and pilots just yeah. wearing face masks and yeah, says, everybody. taking care of our guest and team member is always has been our absolute priority to protect the health uh, blah, and safety. Blah, 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 but this blah. is where I get upset. This is where I get upset. Spirit requires appropriate face covering over the nose and mouth during travel. Children of two and under, as well as children who cannot maintain a face covering, will be exempt. So okay, I mean, and that's the same as as uh, every place now, right? I mean, every place is mandating that, uh, and I say every place, most places. Mm -hmm. If they're not mandating that you wear a mask to come into our business or get shot in the head, uh, they're saying that any person in a place open to the public whether indoors or outdoors and unable to maintain a social distance of six feet or more must wear a mask or cloth face covering to help curb the spread of the infectious disease. Now that having been said, I was out and about this weekend. I went for a little drive and I noticed that people riding bikes out for a walk, uh, out jogging, wearing masks. And I commented in my tweet that, um, I'm not, saying that doing this uh, that you are dumb but doing it is dumb you don't have that's stupid what are you doing people driving in their car alone wearing a mask dumb dumb okay but now there's you know there's plenty of places mandating you wear your wear your stupid mask everywhere just agonizing to mask or not to mask this is our question it's just ridiculous and i know we're up against the clock but i want to give you another example of chewing the fat being right again when i talked when we talked i don't know what three weeks ago a month ago about uh having a glut of ventilators because we've got all these companies cranking out ventilators and pretty soon there's going to be ventilators along the side of the highway just looking for a, looking for a throat to be on and what's the story this weekend uh, unexpected glut. It wasn't unexpected. 
listen to this podcast. Are you kidding me? An unexpected glut? Would you have everybody and their brother making ventilators? Stop it. What was going to happen? What was going to happen? That's my question. So now, what are we going to have? Yeah, that unexpected glut of ventilators. We're going to be driving along interstates across America. There's going to be ventilators along the side of the road, hitchhiking, looking for a throat to be in. It's going to be up to you whether you pick them up or not. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. So if the government tells you that you have must remain quarantined, okay, we're still under, under you know, semi-lockdown. Uh, if the government tells you you must remain quarantined for, what point do we say enough? Seriously, what point? Like, I, my point. Are is, you talking I, the I, madness? I don't mind. I'm okay being locked down. Me personally, okay. It doesn't bother me to be locked down. Kind of. It bothers me to be told I have to, but I get it. But do what you? point do we say? You know what? No. I mean, we have restaurant owners defying. We have hair salon people defying. We have all kinds. We have barbershop owners defying. At what point do we all say, you know what? Enough is enough. I don't think there is an all. I don't think there is a majority that will say enough is enough. I think there'll be individuals that will say enough is enough. Uh, like Shelley Luther until tomorrow, until you just blow this whole case out of the water. Or, you know, you have the, the, the new guy that... Uh, I just saw the news of the Michigan 77-year-old barber that yeah. they want him close, you know, and that's yeah. where that crazy there Democratic There was a restaurant governor. that opened up in Colorado. The guy did put a sign on the door talking about if you don't want to so if you ha- if you have to social distance and don't want to be with people without masks, don't come in. Yeah. Yeah. You decide. And they inside the story they talk about one guy shows up for his takeout order and decides no, I can't. There's too many people, and it's, I'm not going to take my order. And another guy re- says, I saw what was going on, and I reported it. Shut up. Yeah, and then you got Mark Cuban hiring a secret shopper and yeah, then basically shoppers. basically hiring snitches and then saying that like 92 or 96% of the people that were open were violating, you know, the. Yeah. that's why... I believe that nobody is there's no there's not gonna be a mass of people saying enough is enough. There's gonna be a and I don't, cluster here and a cluster there. Yeah, I mean I I, I kinda agree there. We're 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 kind of torn apart from uh all anymore. Yeah, and then you, you have okay, so the, then now you have the whole FBI Obama gate, which congratulations, Jeffy, you were trending last night. You know, you and <laughs> you and, and Nick Cersei were I don't know. We're like buddy buddies all night. Buddy buddy. On yeah, Twitter you guys right buddy buddy. Then, then you have uh, Mike Flynn with AG Bar. Then you have this thing that Glenn Beck is doing with UFOs. You just throw that right. in there. Then you have the jogger that was killed in Georgia. Then you have the Shelley Luther. Then you have Michigan government. Like we have so many things that we're supposed to be rallying. You know and. Which one do you pick? Do you pick the Georgia guy? The reason why I, I haven't commented about that because I don't know the full story. I'll give you a little bit more story of the Shelley Luther tomorrow. I, you know, I know Chris doesn't want to hear it. I also have something else that may bring you down tomorrow oh, too, no. Chris. Oh no! Oh no! Who, who else are we gonna have to bend the stupid knee? You know, like that famous quote from Dana Lash. 
you know. I don't know so, why you keep giving her the credit. I mean, it's because it's on her Twitter. Never bent the knee to the rage mob. Dana Lash. Ever. So, Christy Nelm, uh, the uh, governor of South Dakota. Oh, the beautiful, gorgeous uh, Christy, yes. Yeah, I got a story about her. Oh, no. Too. Oh, no. Has she been hanging out with uh, Democratic mayor? I'm just saying. You know, with some I'm blow. I have a story and, about her and, tomorrow and, as well. Oh, God. You know, the next thing you're going to tell me is that the governor of Texas is not in a wheelchair, and he's been <laughs> lying to us for the last... Forty years. That's how he got elected. He knew he would be governor if he just pretended he was in a wheelchair for forty years. What now is that, this? What is this? No, that's not what's going to happen. <laughs> Hilarious. So, uh, I, you know, again, you're, you're probably right. There's no. I don't know what is the breaking point, right? Is it is it every airline telling you that if you walk down the the uh, the the uh, the walkway and you don't have a mask on, we'll shoot you in the head? And, we'll and then that's the thing too is step over the dead bodies. Is, is it every airline hosing you down? So you have a story the, now. Which by the way, spirit. Yeah, I was gonna tell you. You've been asking for a while now. Ever since we saw the videos, you know, sixty days ago. Because that's yeah. how long we've been under in, in the stupid quarantine. Um, about the foggers, because everywhere in in Japan, I mean in China, there's big trucks fogging the entire nation. Yes, and what nobody's willing to what give us an doing? answer of what it is. Well, leave it Who's, to first of all. Before you tell, before we go to the story, I want to know also. I think this is because of this story. I'm telling you, we need to find out what company to invest is in. making it. Who to invest in? What are we? What's going on? Yeah, because, because the, everybody's using them, and if and it and it's coming to it's coming to a walkway near you. Absolutely, soon. and it, over the weekend, I don't know if you saw the tweet that I put uh, more Chinese propaganda, which it was a video on how Chinese kids are allowed to go back to school, and oh, it's an assembly and they, line, and one yes. of the assembly line is a fogger. Yeah, and remember. When well, not when I was a kid, but when when my when you know when my grandfather was alive mm-hmm. and was a little kid, okay, uh, running the streets. Remember how you used they used to you saw videos of uh, kids chasing the bug truck, the bug truck, you yes, know, to the, get that the, the 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 mosquito yeah. death bug truck yeah. that would come through the neighborhoods and the, all the sticky stuff would be on the windows, yep. and the kids were just chasing it yep. behind it, getting covered in that stuff and then they realized a few years later you know we probably shouldn't have been doing that uh bug stuff uh killer uh stuff that has been going out of their skin and in their lungs and in their brain but don't worry but don't don't say anything just let them know we probably shouldn't be doing that anymore so now (laughs) we have the answer we have the answer and leave it to flintstone airlines aka spirit to answer that question because Thank on you. that same email where it says that you must wear a face cover while you travel through a spirit, it says all the way at the bottom, it says we'll be using fogging. Spirit uses fogging process oh, that, imp- that applies a safe, high-grade EPA-registered disinfectant that is effective against coronaviruses. Not coronavirus, coronaviruses. coronaviruses. So... What is the fogging? The fogging is a safe, high-grade EPA-registered disinfectant. I don't want to know what's in it. 
What what is the what is it's, in the material that's being blown on me? High graded EPA registered disinfectant. This is no this is no disinfectant you find at Walmart, you know, in aisle fifteen next to the Clorox. This is safe, high graded EPA registered disinfectant. I think we're missing each other here. Okay, for just a second, I think we're missing each other. Oh, so let me so? try okay. to let All me right. try to bring us together. Okay, I'd like to know. What's in the material that's uh-huh. being pushed out of the fogging machine that's landing? Oh, you mean on that cloud? Oh, you mean that like that fog? What's what's, yes. what's okay? Oh, all right. It's a safe, high graded EPA registered disinfectant. It's a disinfectant that is registered with the EPA and it's high grade safe that is fighting against coronaviruses. So I I feel that the miscommunication is on your end because I've given you the definition like five times in different ways and you're the one that is not understanding this i mean we're supposed to just take it oh we're absolutely just, it's okay and by the way it. how do we know that this is a safe high graded epa registered because disinfectant? it says so in an email exactly so they could be just grabbing a stupid uh of uh what is that thing that you use uh, a humidifier putting some water inside and then just fuck oh yeah uh, uh hold on mr cruz uh hold on we have to Apply this safe, high-grade EPA register. I would much rather have that. I would much rather have that than what I think they're doing. Right? What? Because since they're since they're not telling us what's in it. I feel like you're not understanding me, Fisher. I've gone through this like six times now. What's inside the fogging machine? It's a safe, high-grade EPA registered disinfectant that is effective against coronaviruses. I feel like you're not understanding me. And I know I speak English, so maybe in Spanish I'll say I'll tell you, okay? Is a safe, high-grade EPA registered disinfectant that is effective against all coronaviruses. That didn't sound like Spanish. No, it, it was Spanish. In Spanish. You have to make sure that you are uh, hit the right button on the podcast, and it will automatically translate it into Spanish. I don't think we're. I think we're 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 not coming together. Okay. We're not coming together on this. So. I just want you to know that you're going to be fine if you're flying on Spirit Airlines. If I grow a third arm, just know that it wasn't the safe, high-grade EPA-registered disinfectant. Or if I become, you know, asthmatic, or if I get cancer of the lung, it wasn't the safe, high-graded EPA-registered disinfectant. (laughs) What about a third eye? What about a third eye, though? If I get a third but eye, that, maybe, because that I don't think is part of the safe, high-grade EPA registered disinfectant disclosure. I mean, I feel like we're gonna have. Uh, there, I feel like maybe in five years from now, and I know we yes. got Jessica Lewis standing by, and she's you know sitting there going, "Dear Lord, why are they going on and on? Uh, don't they understand that it's a safe? What is it again? A safe, high-grade EPA registered disinfectant? Yeah." But I feel like 20 years from now, we're going to be having attorneys on the air running commercials. The Monsanto. Monsanto. That's the double ammonia. Yeah, like the Monsanto commercial now that it's trying to get people from the GMO. Oh, no, it's the farmers that dropped the Monsanto on their farms and now have lung cancer or cancer and you qualify for this. Absolutely. Have you been diagnosed with mesothelomia? What is it again? The mesothelomia. Mesothelomia. Yeah, whatever. 
I feel like because we're inundated with those commercials, right? Oh, we are. We are. Have you ever walked by a building that had mesothelomia in it that that you walked by? We are an attorney for you. This is what's going to ever fly Spirit Airline and get hosed down with the safe. High-graded EPA registered disinfectant. Call 800. We'll sue for you. I mean, that's coming. That's coming. All right. So we just got done talking to Jordan Lewis, and when we talked about uh, his, uh, he and his wife's uh, thoughts and their process of running against the crazy judges here in Dallas County, Texas, and because I live and work here, I, you know, it's kind of important to me. And we found out how important it is, really, as I said to Jordan, uh, how important it is to vote on the local level. He talked to us about uh, sitting down with uh, he and his wife, uh, Jessica, and deciding that they needed to change things, that they didn't see the important things that they wanted to see at the judge level here. And so I talked to Jordan, and then it made me think, well, you know, I really should talk to Jessica because it was probably her decision in the first place. (laughs) Am I right, Jessica? (laughs) You know, we are a team in all different things. There was a, there was definitely a lot of back and forth through all of this, but we were both separately inspired, which, um, you know, we believers, we believe the Lord works that way. And, and he, for, for the benefit of marriages, it's great when both spouses become inspired at the same time. That's and how that yeah. happens when, it, when the wife has become inspired too. just a, you know, just a thought <laughs> on my part, but, uh, you are running against uh, that evil son of a gun, Eric Moyer. I, I, he has come to the forefront as the, uh, the man who is, uh, uh, power hungry in this time of, uh, in this time of need, uh, we've seen it all over the country and specifically here in Dallas County where people, uh, you know, have taken this emergency and turned it into their own, uh, into their own power base. And Eric Moyer obviously is that, and he didn't come across well, uh, with the hair salon case. And so this makes me happy that there's someone out there that's actually going up against him. Is it, is it just this case that really pushed you over the edge or was there really more to it? I mean, when we signed up, we had no idea that this case would happen. Um, I, in the position of of running for judicial office, I am not going to sit here and can't sit here and speak to his uh, rulings in the specific case. And, um, clearly not going to uh, be Smirch's character, and it's. I'll, uh, I'll do that. I'll do that, Jessica. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but um, we had to sign up for this at the end of last year, and we just we I think really initially I guess the seed was planted at the end of 2018 when we saw that when you went down the ballot and you made it to the judicial races, I think uh, over a dozen I think races were uncontested. Yeah, and um, that's we thought that was a problem. We think that uh, that. <laughs> The county Dallas County residents needed choices here, and um, that you know the, the voters are entrusting these folks with cases like the the Shelley Luther case, mm-hmm. and so everyone's noticing that now. But every case matters, and sure. so the, the worldview of the person that is in that role 
matters. And it, when it's going to be tested like this, people can see, and sometimes there's national attention. But um, we, we had seen and heard of, of various issues within our Dallas County Judiciary that, that we believed that, that warranted providing a choice. <laughs> yes, I, I do believe that uh, in uh, throughout, the, and that is true, really, throughout the country, right? I mean, we say it all the time. I know that it, it and it gets, it gets overlooked even by myself how important uh, the local level voting and picks are, because again, you saw, and you—that's what changed your mind, right? You saw these judges running unopposed because. Nobody really cares. I mean, it's just like, oh, it's just another judge. That's fine. Put him on the put him on the bench. I'm probably not going to have to go before him anyway. It doesn't matter. And then we find out in a time of, and I put in parentheses, emergency, that it does matter uh, more than ever who sits behind that box. Yes, no, that that's true. And I've had responses from people. Uh, it's been very encouraging from all over the country who, um, particularly with the Shelley Luther case, they, they, it resonated with them. And they might be dealing with similar situations with their businesses or just um, they're, they're very concerned. And so um, over their, you know, their livelihood. And so this, we're grateful that this um, opportunity has, has brought light to this, this importance, but it's, it's important on a, on a daily basis. And whenever you have in either way or any way, whenever you have a, a political uh, power structure that has, uh, for lack of a better term, I guess, control over the placement of judges, I mean, that should give everyone pause and, <laughs> and, and say, okay, what, why, who's being put in these positions and, and who, what are the, what is the worldview of those people? Um, I, I go back to the world worldview, um, word, uh, fancy term, I guess, for just saying, you know, how do they view life? Do they, um, do they value the rule of law? Do they take a more activist approach? That'll be made clear on the bench. Um, sure. Do they have a strong ego? That'll be made clear on the bench. Uh, do, are they influenced by those political power structures or the prestige? What are their motivations? Um, even the most disciplined person will, uh, it, they, those things will ring true in the way that they uh, administer justice in the courtroom. And I so find it hard to believe that uh, a judge, no matter who the judge is, doesn't have a strong ego. Uh, maybe it's just because of the judges I see, you know, in on TV, not in real life, but I feel like that's a prerequisite to be on the bench. So Hi. I know you're going to tell me, not me. Well, I just no. I, I really think that there's the the capacity for someone with a servant heart, a servant leader, and I've I mean I've seen that in the the uh, I've seen that in judges and in um, like sitting judges. I'm thinking of right now, and I, I've seen it in uh, the legal profession. I mean, you can have a a law partner that 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 leads well. You have a law partner leads with a, an ego. Everyone has their boss, right? You have the yeah. boss. Yeah. There's the one with the ego and the one that, that actually, you know, is leading with, with servant leadership. And so I think that that's the difference. And that, that's the same way for our judges. We don't want God complexes. We want someone who is, is, is mindful of, of their, their role and, and, and takes it very carefully. That's someone who knows, uh, you know, wants to live by the law, uh, you know, the Constitution, not just how they feel. 
And uh, that's, you know, that's really important. So how is it, uh, we talked to your husband, Jordan, and uh, had got an idea of how, um, I don't know how to use the word difficult, but, you know, uh, challenging that uh, this uh, time is with trying to run a campaign. So are you guys uh, kind of working together on a new breed of campaign or is he just doing what you tell him to do like always? No, no, not at all. No. I mean, I think uh, I think there are also there's a mix of somewhat confusing rules about even um, running, uh, I guess, coordinating in terms of campaigns. Those things have changed. Um, the rules have changed. Some people have always ignored the rules, but I, huh. I, I'm a rule follower uh, for for better or for worse in, in, in life, uh, I'm a rule follower. And so, um, y- you know, we just, we want to talk to people. We want to c- connect with people in all areas of Dallas. It's important, uh, yeah. Not just go and do the normal uh, political things. So I guess in terms of rewriting the rules there, that's something that, that we value because we think that a lot of folks just play to only the people that maybe they think... Um, already agree with them or like I, I want to have conversations with people that always vote Democrat, I, but that maybe right. share my faith or that maybe share other ideals that, that I have and say, Hey, do we share more together? Even though I have an R next to my name, um, do, do we share more of a worldview than, than my opponent? And, and if so, then, then let's talk about that. Right. And look, we've, one of the things that we've lost in the past, you know, 10 years, uh, maybe uh, 12 years, 13 years, something like that is the uh, one. And I don't know that it's, it's not completely lost. One of the things that's kind of gone missing that we're not quite sure where we put it was that ability to disagree and not hate. Uh, just because I disagree with you doesn't mean I hate you. It's okay. Let's do, it's okay. I, we can disagree. It's all right. I still like you. And uh, I think that's uh, something that we need to work toward uh, getting back to uh, Jessica Lewis. Uh, running against that evil, and that's me speaking, not Please, her. Yes, not that me. Mean not guy, me. That mean, that guy we saw on the news, Eric Moyer, Mr. Wanting an Apology, uh, for the uh, judgeship in Dallas County. Uh, good luck. Uh, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, I wish you and your husband both uh, the best of luck. My gosh, uh, it'd be tremendous to have some people who actually care on the bench uh, anywhere in this country. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it, Jessica. Thank you so much. And, and I would encourage people to go to lewisfordallas.com to get more information. I was going to give you your love. Go ahead. That's fine. lewisfordallas.com. I got it. lewisfordallas.com. Yes, please. So that, that people can um, can learn more about the campaign and, and get involved here here locally. But even, again, we've, we've heard from people all over the country. And we, we're very encouraged by by everyone. And and keep your, your, your prayers coming. 